3: And I am Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 28th, episode 3067, and it's brought to you by the World Equestrian Center. And if you hear some squeaking in the background, that is a very unhappy basset-hound puppy who is being kept in the crate. Good
1: morning, (laughs) horse people! (laughs) I've listened to your show since the first stable scoop. Amazed how you can go from grand Prix dressage to poop. I love so many hosts, but I'll just name a few. And if I skip your name, it doesn't mean that I don't love you too. Oh, Glenn and Jamie, mostly Jamie, Debbie and Coach Jen. Karen, Mary, Tammy, Franz, let's hear that list again. Oh, Glenn and Jamie, mostly Jamie, Debbie and Coach Jen. Karen, Mary, Tammy, Franz, I thank you all my friends.
0: That was Amy Gilbert. I was drinking my coffee
1: when she said that.
3: came out my nose.
0: <laughs> that was Amy Gilbert who sent that in. Thank you, Amy. She entered the WinTech Settle. Contest gets she four wins. entries for that. <laughs> gets four entries for that. Mostly, Jamie. I guess she means you just talk a lot.
3: You know? Oh, my God. My coffee came out my nose when she <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> See, Jamie does not hear these ahead of time, so they always catch your no. off guard. <laughs> but that was perfect. Thank you, Amy, for leading off Cyber Monday with that. We appreciate it. If you would like to get four entries to win a WinTech saddle, please send in a song or a poem. Just go to network.com, click on the voicemail banner on the side of the page there, and just record it right in your phone. It comes to us magically. And you, too, can get multiple entries to win a WinTech saddle. Speaking of WinTech saddles, while we're on that, Topic. Uh, today, if you go to Horses in the Mornings Facebook page, you're going to see Jamie's big unboxing of her new Wintec saddle.
3: Oh, man. Just, for those who are listening, you get the heads up. Section number two, because my Andalusian did not appreciate all of the plastic and the things that wrap up the saddle coming out of the box and he spooked. And, uh, exited so we, we had to take two i had to remove some of that plastic first. although that and would have then, been
0: good that would have been a fun video except all the haters would have come out of the woodwork
3: yeah, yeah. and then um what happened is like then i just have an opportunity to train my horse after that so. yes. there you go.
0: well so you can find that video if you want to see the unboxing and which saddle jamie got uh, check that out over on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page. It's up there right now. On today's show, we're packed full. We have Auditor Carissa Renee joining us to tell us about her new horse, and helping a Uganda student use her horse to learn about horsemanship. Casey Allen, host of the Breakaway Breakdown, joins us to tell us about the latest podcast to be added to the Horse Radio Network lineup. And Auditor Flossie shares her her family's recipe for, I think it's pronounced limoncello.
3: Very good.
0: Limoncello. Have you ever had limoncello?
3: Yes, I have. I have not. So it might be one of my favorite
0: things. Oh well, Although I can't
3: have it because it's one of my favorite <laughs> things.
0: <laughs> Let's just say, everybody, if you're if you're a teetotaler, this is not a recipe for you. So that's coming up later in the show too. And I will also say it's one of the longest recipes we've ever had to make. Glenn
3: uh, and Jamie, mostly Jamie. <laughs>
0: And in the post-show, equestrian first world problems coming up in the post-show. Uh, get your holiday merchandise. If you want some HRN swag, if you want the newest card that was done by Jessica, I just ordered the cards uh, for for all the ones I'm going to send out. Uh, go to horseradionetwork.com slash gifts, and you can get all of your swag hats and mugs and everything over there. And you can get Horses in the Morning logos or ho- uh, Horse Radio Network logos as well. Daily Winnie time. <laughs> We have a bunch of auditor birthdays today. Debbie Marcus, Amy Lathie, April Shapiro, Mo Meyer. Hi, Mo. And Marlene Lohenberger. I went to school with some Lohenbergers. So I don't know if you're related, Marlene, or not, but they were very nice people.
3: And She's like, I went to school, you D-bag. Like, it was me.
0: <laughs> I also wanted to say thank you to Clark. Uh, he's one of our terrific auditors. He's also reached out after he heard we were doing a kitchen. He actually is in the kitchen business, and he's ordering our kitchen for us. So thank you, Clark, for all your help and putting up the stupid questions I've asked.
3: Isn't owning a house fun?
0: Yeah, and you know what? We've decided to tackle installing the kitchen ourselves. So,
3: uh, you're going to get divorced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Part of that reason was for all the stories you guys are going to get to hear in January. About that sounds so
3: fun. I can't wait. We're going to have to.
0: Awesome. I'll have to have a bumper made for a kitchen update, you know, and then we'll give daily updates about the nightmare.
3: We don't want to know about the kitchen stuff. We want to know <laughs> about the words that you and Jen say to each other. Just keep that in
0: mind. Okay. We have done home improvement projects before, but that was a long time ago when we were a lot younger and more agile. Just saying. I'm <laughs> in <You> love. <laughs> That's, That's right.
3: You're going to
4: say.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, my daily Winnie goes to, are you sitting down? Glenn,
0: your horses, your husband, it,
3: it goes to Zeus. Really?
0: Well, yeah, no, that's probably first. All
3: right. Yeah. But like the, he's had lots of daily witness, sp- but there's like, no, the, he doesn't get him for being good. He gets them for being ridiculous and he gets one for being a good boy today. So uh, yesterday oh. I decided that Effie needs to learn to lead better. And for those who have been listening for a long time, I was teaching baby Zara the full three folds ago or two folds ago to lead and she was spooked and leapt on top of me. Like I was her mama and I needed to hold her and that did not work well when she was, you know, Six hundred pounds, and so I am quite uh, trepidatious about teaching baby horses to lead because now I have like post traumatic stress that they're just going to jump on top of me. So I employed Zeus to teach her to lead, and so I put a ha- little baby halter on her and led her around with him, ponying her, and she was a wacky doodle for a little while, but. He just stood there like a dang rock. I I was holding the buckle. He's like neck reining. He took his job very seriously and he was so good. And I did post some pictures on my business page, which is Flyover Farm, Jamie Jennings, Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. And you can see some of the shenanigans. And then I, I can't post videos. This is what I've learned, Glenn, with my current attack that I'm under from Saudi Arabian men on um, <laughs> my Facebook page, it's crazy. I get so many comments and likes and uh, and I'm, I'm trying my best to block them. I feel like it might be Game of Thrones where like if I just block each one individually, which I have to do anyway, it's like I might find the one, the ice king, and then all the rest of them die when I block him.
0: Yeah, I've thought that about all the all the calls I keep getting on my phone and blocking the numbers of all the random crap. And it's they, like you're never gonna stop. get the
3: one who finally <laughs> yeah, kills the rest of yet. them. <laughs> like I turned all of them so they all die with me kind of thing. It, it's not working that way. So what I've realized is I have to post a picture and then I post a video in the comments. So you can see the video in the comments for that and it was She's so cute. Oh, my gosh. I just love her. I'm like, I need to start turning around with the herd because she's in this paddock by herself. And I'm like, but I don't want her to get hurt. But then I'm like, but she needs to be a horse. But I don't want her to get hurt. But I need, she needs to be. Oh, so I'm, I'm really struggling. So I'm like, I started to turn her out yesterday. I'm like, it's too muddy. So we're going to continue to see how that goes. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see. She's getting fat. So I, babies aren't supposed to be fat. So,
0: not good. Well, that's good. Do you think Zeus is just looking at it and going, oh, stupid kid. Damn kids. Damn kids. <laughs> exactly. He's I been mean, through a few.
3: <laughs> I know. I really, I think he is, but he's so good at all of those things. So, I I'm, it's so nice to, you know, when you get on a horse and, and you can just control them with the buckle in your mind. It's almost like a, he and I have a Jedi mind connection, Glenn.
0: It's so, it's when, when you're sitting on him, he's great. It's just when yeah. you're not. It's the other 23 hours a day. <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: <laughs> that he's a bit of a trouble. And uh, I saw you posted pictures of working other horses that got there, too.
3: Let me tell you, I'm really sore today. Because Thursday was Thanksgiving. Friday I had to go to Dallas for a second Thanksgiving, so drove to Dallas and back, so didn't ride anything, and then Saturday, it rained all day, so yesterday, I'm like, come on, farm boy, let's get on it, and we rode every single horse on the property. And oh my God, why is that? Why are you sore after taking three days off of riding? I don't understand. I I mean, people that would come to me for lessons once a week. Now I'm like, I feel your pain. I'm sorry. (laughs) I made you trot without stirrups because like, I mean, I'm sore. And I got to tell you too, that man, there's this there's this lady, she's Swedish and she lives in Texas and she has a horse, like a 17-hand three-year-old warm blood that she wants me to start in the spring. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem, you know, and uh, she, she's like, can I come up and see your farm? And I also sell saddles. I'm a saddle salesperson and a saddle fitter and I'd be happy to come up and while I'm here, you know, look, and she tells me the brand name of the saddle. And I looked it up, and I was like, I called a back. I was like, you're welcome to come up, but, like, I'm not buying a saddle. They are, they're called EQIP, E-Q-U-I-P, oh, and where, they're. Where it
0: started about 10. Oh, God
3: not not quite that but like she's like I have some used ones and they're monoflaps and you'll probably really like them and I was like I don't need a saddle and so she comes up and, and I
0: really she, need to keep my husband
3: <laughs> yeah yeah you know I don't need a saddle so so like but I do have one my main saddle I really don't like it all that much and, and it's pretty valuable so I could sell it and so I'm like I don't need a saddle so she goes and she fits um, Red my new horse and then she does the saddle fitting on Ace and you're Never going to believe this, Glenn. They wear the same saddle. And then she's like, I'm just going to leave this one here for you so you can try it (laughs) and just ship it back in a week. And I was like, okay. She's like, or you don't ship it back. I don't know. Whatever you think. And I'm like, I'm not (laughs) buying a, what is it? $3,800 for this saddle. And it's used or new? And it's used. (laughs) So yesterday I decided to try out the new saddle. The new saddle. It's not a new saddle. It's a saddle that's on trial. And I put it on Red, my thoroughbred that I just bought, 12 years old, trained horse, put it on him. And, oh, my God, Glenn, he's never moved like that before. (laughs) He was, like, frisky and, like, flinging his head around. His trot was so forward. His shoulders were so free. I'm like, it's a fluke. It's a fluke. It's fine. So then I put it on Ace. Oh, my God, he moves so great. And then I'm sitting on it and I'm like, this thing is so nice. And then, so she's like, "Um, by the way, uh, we can actually trade out training for the saddle. Son (laughs) of a nutcracker. (laughs) So I I ride this thing. Chad's like, how was the saddle? You know, like that big expensive saddle. And I'm like, oh, so nice. I loved it. So we'll we'll see what happens. But anyway, apparently there's this whole contingent of people that buy custom-made saddles and then keep them for like a little while because the thing looks brand spanking new. And uh, then they sell it and just get a new custom saddle for a new horse or their horse change. I don't understand that world, but I'd I like to be I'd a part I don't think I
0: my it. underwear that much.
3: I know. <laughs> I don't want to just go into that any further, but <laughs> I get it. I get it.
0: Well, congratulations on your new saddle.
3: I don't have a new <laughs> saddle,
0: but God, I want that new saddle. It is funny how the expensive ones are always like very comfortable and really nice.
3: Well, I would like to put out the word for anybody that works at a keep to uh, do a sponsorship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we happy, happy to talk to you. <laughs> i
3: happy to talk to you.
0: <laughs> well, that's terrific. Did you buy anything at on the, uh, Black Friday?
3: Well, you know what's really exciting is Cyber Monday actually started on Friday. Um, and, and Saturday so I actually did all of my my Christmas shopping on Amazon, you know, and like all the, the places on on Saturday. Um, but I did, <clears throat> of course, have to purchase some things for myself. And uh, hay chicks, they do the hay round, the hay, slow feed hay nets. Oh, yeah. yeah they yeah. had a great sale, like two for one. And then I bought like another round bell net. And I needed those, Glenn. I needed them. And then, well that uh, is something
0: you need rather than really want to buy.
3: Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I did somehow get some boots from an uh, uh, online retailer who just
0: accidentally ordered I those area. Whatever. Boots.
3: But like I was, was like, Chad, um, maybe your mom wants to get me these. And he calls her and she was like, Okay, fine. So I bought some boots and they're coming to me, and he's gonna take them over to her house and have them wrap them. And then um there was a huge Atwoods is like our local tractor supply and uh, they had a 20% off coupon. So maybe I bought some some boots. And then, uh, yeah. And then Quillen is my favorite halter maker. And I might have bought a halter from Quillen. Quillen.com. Q U I L L A N, Best nameplate halters around.
0: Well, I I would like to tell you what... uh, Not
3: a sponsor, by
0: the way. (laughs) None of those, actually. (laughs) Happy (laughs) to have any of them come on board. I would like to tell you what Jennifer bought, but I never find out till the box arrives.
3: (laughs) And she hides half of
0: those. (laughs) You know, so I never really know. Now, I did buy two non-horsey things. Well, one could be horse-related. I bought a new camera. I haven't had a real camera in a long time because mine broke. So I bought a new camera, and I do like using it for video and stuff. Uh, And I love that the new cameras are connected by Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, so you don't even have to take the card out to download your photos, which I really like. So I will be using that. See, this weekend is the show we're supposed to go to uh, with Scooter and Nigel. Jennifer's taking a scooter in an in-hand obstacle class. It's so cool. Except for one problem. And this happens to Jennifer every time she enters a show. It gets canceled for some reason. Our truck has been in the garage trying to figure out why it won't start for about a week. And then we hear from him on Friday saying, oh, we figured out what it was. It was the housing for the fuel or whatever. Something. I don't know. Uh, and <laughs> something. Some f- know. housing for the fuel thing. And that's why it wasn't getting gassed. Uh, so he has to order it. And, of course, they're on back order, which means we may not have our truck by Friday, which upset Jennifer greatly.
3: You've got to know somebody who can take your horse to that horse well, show.
0: She, she's uh, the problem is we were staying for a couple of days. We were camping there for a couple days. So, I don't know what's going to happen there. We're just hoping the park comes in and we can actually get our trip. I feel so bad for Jennifer. It's. Does anybody else have this? Where literally every show she's entered in the last four years, something has happened. The horse has been lame. Something Toby. has happened. That sucks. It I'm does sorry. suck. This is why I don't show. Because I don't have to worry <coughs> about all that yeah, stuff.
3: Yeah, this is why you don't show.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. it's weird. Hey, speaking of showing, the World Equestrian Center... I gotta tell you what you know how we talk about the collect the things that go on over there. Well'll wait till you hear about this weekend.
4: It is awesome.
0: <laughs> so last weekend, we did meet somebody by accident uh who was over at the show doing barrel racing this past weekend at the World Equestrian Center. They had eight hundred rides in one day. That's Good how many Lord. barrel racers were there. So apparently uh, barrel racing is big in Florida. Who knew? Who but, was
3: the winner of that? I, I mean, I who beat out 799 but other But you know winners?
0: there was money because there's always money in this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it's always money. Well, this weekend, here's your eclectic rundown. First of all, we have Carl Hester one of the most well-known dressage clinicians of all time. And there'll be probably, what, 200 auditors there. I mean, it's a big deal. And we're going to get a report next Monday from somebody who's riding in the clinic. Oh, cool. So she's going to come on the show. But uh, that's this weekend. Along with the ugly sweater contest, that's part of the Florida Paint Show. So we have the paint horses there this weekend. In addition to Carl Hester one of the biggest dressage clinicians of all time, we have a Pasifino show, <Jakarta> oh, which anybody who's ever seen a Pasifino show knows dick, 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 dick. how loud they can be. We also have the light show, the Christmas light show that they put on every year and breakfast. Have you been with- yet? No, we have not been over this year. I- we were there last year, but we haven't been over this year. And then breakfast with Santa also on Saturday. So, there's a and lot. he's busy
3: this time of year. Yeah. I mean, that's
0: cool. I know. I know. So there's a lot of things going on over there this weekend that are very different. But the place is so big, you wouldn't even know the other shows are happening. So, uh, But it is going to be an interesting... We'll probably go over this weekend. If we don't go to a show... <laughs> We'll probably go over there. You want to find out all about the World Equestrian Center, go to com. I saw some of my friends were posting that they had visited for the first time. Uh, and you can find the complete lineup of shows that, of course, we're getting into really busy season now. So, com.
3: Now, I did see also a photo somebody posted of one of the covered arenas, the indoor arenas at World Equestrian Center.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, dear God. There's like four full-size dressage courts, like in oh, there, yeah. and there's a warm-up area and everything. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that.
0: There's five of those.
3: Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> With And they each seat 3,000, too. So they have oh. 3,000 seats. Is it seats just too
3: much to ask for, like, a <laughs> little
0: one? <laughs> and then they have two of these, I mean, that makes those look small, two of these huge expanses, and that's where they do, they have the Western footing in for reining and barrel racing. And they're yeah. enormous. They're bigger than the one you saw. So, yeah, the place is set up quite kind of nicely. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice place. Well, we have, of course, uh, joined the – or, yeah, I guess we have joined the Equine Network. And Equine Network has a whole bunch of shows that we're now bringing on to Horse Radio Network so that all the shows from Equine Network and Horse Radio Network will be in one place. And I just did a count over the weekend. There'll be 40 shows. So awesome. So uh, we, I have a chance. We're kind of introducing you to the shows over there, speaking of the Western world world. They have a lot of Western shows, and I got to speak to one of the hosts last week about their show coming over, and it's available right now. Well, I'm so excited. One of the cool things about my new job, quote-unquote, over at Equine Network is I get to meet so many of the new hosts that are hosting shows on that side of the house, and one of those shows is the Breakaway Breakdown now making its way over to the Horse Radio Network and being added to the lineup. And my new friend Casey Allen hosts that show. Hi, Casey.
2: Hey, Glenn. How are you doing today? Good. So, Breakaway
0: Breakdown is a show about what?
2: So, it is a show about breakaway roping, which is kind of an event that's been around for a pretty long time, but it's recently kind of hit the mainstream uh, rodeo audience and has been in a lot of pro rodeos now.
0: So tell tell us, for the the listeners who are going, I have no idea what that is. What is it?
2: I'm so glad you asked. It's my favorite thing to talk about. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So breakaway roping looks like this. A single cowgirl backs in the box. She nods her head, and she goes out. She ropes a calf around the neck. And after she ropes the calf, she stops her horse, and the rope breaks away from her saddle horn. Uh, It's actually just tied on there with a thin cotton string. So that's why it's called breakaway roping when that rope breaks away. Um, there's no, you know, the jerk down. There's no tying up the calf. Um, it's just a girl roping a calf in the arena. And it happens and usually in about two to three seconds start to finish.
0: And it's only girls?
2: In the rodeo scene, yep. It's mainly a girls event. Um, sometimes youth boys will do it. It's kind of their first step learning how to rope. So, mm. But usually uh, over the age of like 14, there's not many boys in it.
0: Gotcha. And I assume it's for speed.
2: Yes. Yep. It is about, uh, there's some actually that happen in like 1.5 seconds, Um, but it's it's about (laughs) that three second range start to finish.
0: Oh my gosh. So this is a very (laughs) quick event.
2: (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, we call it the fastest sport on dirt.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Is it becoming big?
2: So it really, um, you know, breakaway, like I said, has been around uh, for a long time, but usually just at the high school and collegiate ranks. The last five years or so is when it's really picked up. And now there's a national finals of breakaway roping in Las Vegas. Um, so it is booming in the last two to three years. Um, horse prices are going up. You know, ton of people are wanting to get into it. It's fun. It's family friendly. Uh, it's relatively easy to get started in. So it is it is a booming sport
0: and the 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 podcast which is called breakaway breakdown is part of the breakaway roping journal right yes sir and what's that
2: so the breakaway roping journal is a digital publication that is for all things breakaway roping uh, we also partner with breakawayroping.com where we have a ton of instructional content so we have some episodes that are just roping tips from breakawayroping.com um and it is, it's is—it's your home for all things breakaway roping. We talk about the inspiring stories that are happening, who's winning what. We track the pro rodeos every week in the summer. Uh, so we just have a lot of fun following these girls up and down the road.
0: And you travel a lot to these events, so that's fun.
2: Yes, sir. I'm actually in Texas right now, so I've been bouncing around uh, filming content and talking to a bunch of different girls while they get ready to go to Las Vegas. So it's been... It's been really exciting. We need to go a lot of cool places.
0: So they're part of the NFR in Las Vegas?
2: So that there's a little bit of controversy. Large, uh, uh... <laughs> yep. They're competing for the same thing all year long, but their finals is going to take place November 29th and 30th at the South Point okay. uh, arena and hotel. Yeah. And um not in the Thomas and Mac where the NFR is, um, but they're included in the back number ceremonies and all the festivities. So, they, um, they just weren't put into the contract at the right time. So same thing, just different. Well, location. South Point's
0: not too shabby. I mean, no, no, no.
2: <laughs> they're <laughs> roping free. for about 500,000 there.
0: Wow. So there's money in this, uh, breakaway roping.
2: Oh, yeah. We've got, uh, Martha Angeloni is winning the world standings right now in the breakaway and she's won, I think a hundred. Don't quote me on this. Somewhere upwards of 120,000 this year so far, just mm. in the pro rodeos.
0: So for all you English riders out there who are drooling right now, yes, you should be. So <laughs> there's, there's so oh, much yeah. money in the Western <laughs> side compared to the English side. It's so different. So Sometimes tell us a little about like the podcast. They like but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guys have to travel a lot. So um, tell us a little bit about the podcast.
2: So the really fun thing about what we do is the podca- with the podcast is we get to have on the girls that are winning right now in the sport... Um, so every other week, at least we'll be talking to somebody that's currently winning in the sport of breakaway roping. And then we also talk to some of the legends of the industry and get their take on whether it's where things are going or the roping styles and how they're changing. Um, we also bring on high school collegiate girls. We have some guys on there that talk about it. We bring in sports psychologists, Um, We bring in some like athletic trainers to talk about different ways you can do exercises and things to keep yourself healthy. Um, It's is—it's not just for breakaway ropers to listen to. Um, We break it down to a level that anybody who's just interested in the sport, I think, can get a lot out of it. Um, We talk about instructional things. Um, We've talked about people going to different countries to rope and what it looks like there. So it's just kind of a overview of all things related to breakaway roping
0: and how often does it come out
2: uh, we release an episode biweekly, and then on the weekends we release roping tips
0: so that's a shorter show
2: yep it's about okay. a five to seven minute listen you can just get a quick couple tips and go on about your weekend
0: Terrific. Well, it's breakaway breakdown. And as of right now, it is on the horse radio network. You'll find it over on the website. It's being added to the horse radio network. Uh, podcast app right now and you can also start to find it on the horse radio network all shows feed for so for those of you that are subscribed to the all shows feed who get every episode of every show we put out you're going to start seeing it pop in there and you can listen there as well so uh, thank
2: you for joining us today casey awesome thank you so much glenn we are so excited to be working with you guys and get to meet some of your listeners
3: I'm proud to welcome to the show one of our auditors, Carissa Renee, and uh, first off, she got a new horse. Hi, Carissa. Hi, Jamie.
4: Hi, Glenn. How are you? Oh, good. Where in the world are
3: you right now? I
4: am in my home in central Iowa. Iowa. Oh, sounds beautiful. Um, (laughs) uh, How's the
3: weather? Is is it snowy up there yet?
4: It was snowy. It got really warm for a little bit. really warmed me like 50 degrees, but... Um, So no more snow, but it is a little bit chilly today. Oh, just
3: wait five minutes. You'll get it again. Um, Oh, yeah. Tell us about
4: your new horse. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Um, So he is new pretty much only in the sense that he's like officially mine. But um, my horse, Art and I, we've had about three years to get to know each other before uh, he's finally officially become mine. How did you get to do that? That's a long trial um, period. It is a very long trial period. So I started riding at my barn, my current barn in 2019. Um, and I knew right away, I didn't want to have lesson horses just because I felt like I was a little too advanced uh, and I just wanted the lesson horses to be for people who didn't have the opportunity to lease. So I told my trainer that right away and she's like, no problem. I have a horse. Um, so I leased her horse for about two weeks and then her horse fractured a like, Okay. Um so that was a quick not going to work. Um so then my trainer said, "Well, I have another horse and it was her personal horse and it was ours." So I started leasing him in August of 2019. Um and then about 20 August of 2020, um I was still leasing him at that point. And my trainer said, "Hey, when you're ready to start looking for a horse, let me know. I have the perfect one for you." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Like interesting. What do you mean by that? And she goes, well, when you're ready to buy, I would like to sell you art. Um, so that was a really special moment because art was her first horse and he was very, um, you know, special to her and special to me. So that was like, holy crap. That's, that's awesome. Um, and then I, let's see, things get a little little crazy at this point. So, um, I'd still been leasing him. And then actually last year I went to look because Uh, I was very active in the auditor group sharing my story as everything unfolded. Um, so all the auditors kind of have a little, a little sneak peek to everything that I talk about. But, um, last year, November 16th of 2021, art was diagnosed with Dsld, Um, and so that kind of put a wrench into all of my plans with him and, um, everything we wanted to do together. So we were kind of like, well, am I still going to buy him? Whatever. And and the answer was yes. I mean, he is my heart. Um, so I was still going to buy him, but I had to figure out what we were going to do. And, um, fast forward to April, I could finally start my lease to own opportunity with him. So I've been paying my lease fee and then paying his purchase price. And then finally, November 15th of this year, I got to officially say that Arthur was my horse. Um, Yay. What what is he? Yeah. I can't tell. Art is <laughs> Art is a trickainer. Um, anyone who has ever heard me on this show before would remember when I could not pronounce it. And so Glenn and Jamie both
0: got to make fun of me for it. <laughs> Look, you've gotten better now. Congratulations. You can say I, it. Now. I
4: am. I can say it, yeah. I'm, i believe me, after I got made fun of on here, I learned real quick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I didn't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't that remember never that
0: at all. I don't uh, think yeah, we would no. have done that. Uh, uh, oh,
3: yeah. So, so now enter Dixon. Dixon is a yeah. Ugandan student that is, I don't know, in Iowa for some reason. Why and how did you get connected with him?
4: Yeah. So we have, um, a person who used to own a horse at our barn and her name is Suzanne and she teaches at Iowa state, um, which is a pretty big school for veterinary work. Um, And Dixon is kind of doing a study abroad here and he's living with Suzanne. And so um, they came down to the barn in October to just kind of watch the, the fun show that we were doing. So it was just, you know, a bunch of kids got to come and ride their horses and lesson horses and do games and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd overheard Suzanne talking about how, you know, they were going to kind of jump in and and see if they could help people with tacking up and grooming and all that. And I knew that art was a perfect horse for any sort of opportunity that Dixon wanted to learn really, because he's just so chill. Like he just loves to be loved on. So I said, Hey, Hey, if you guys want, you can absolutely use Arthur, um, and do whatever you want with him. So, I mean, the day started pretty basic with, Hey, um, this is how you put a halter on because Dixon had had no prior horse experience. He'd worked with cattle a lot. Um, and I believe even with donkeys, but just horses in Uganda are not especially common. And then being able to um, work with horses at Iowa state, those tend to be um, horses that are like getting surgery done on them or have like pretty serious medical. um, So not a whole lot of opportunity
3: to kind of interact with a horse that is sound and healthy and happy.
4: Exactly. Um, So he got the opportunity then to, you know, practice putting on a halter, practice leading a horse. Um, We brought, we brought Art into the barn, and then Suzanne kind of took over, showing him how to groom. And um, you know, as, as we got to continue doing these, I, I was like, "Well, what if we give him the opportunity to tack up a horse?" Because again, Art's a great, op- a great horse for that. And then finally, it, it culminated with, "Well, what about we let you ride?" Because he had never ridden a horse before. So he ended up getting to hop on art and ride a horse for the first time. And it was really funny because, um, he is an athletic guy, but he was like, this is so much different. And so hard. I did not think it would be this hard to ride. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And, and it was just, it was a really special experience because he was so clearly passionate about, um, being with horses and, and just wanting to experience everything he could. Oh,
3: that's awesome. Well, that is so cool that yeah. you and Arthur were able to kind of be ambassadors of the horse world to a veterinary yeah. student of all things. So congratulations on that. I'm so excited for you. And thanks for doing that. And uh, and you're sending a young man home with an experience that he never would have had had you not been so generous with your time and 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 your horse. So thanks for doing
4: that. Yeah, it it was really it was special for both of us. I mean, for Art, he just he loves to be loved on. Like a, <laughs> he just <laughs> so he he was happy to do whatever. I mean, I think the worst part for him was having to work when he got ridden, so, <laughs> you know. But awesome. Yeah, I I think I walked away kind of with a bigger appreciation of just what I had and what Art was and and just you know, horse, people don't get the kind of experiences I think that a lot of us horse people like we don't feel like it's necessarily special and someone else comes in and it's it's just like, wow, that that really means a lot.
3: Especially somebody from Uganda with the, the experiences wow. that he's had in his life and to be able to show him this is awesome. I, I do yeah. caution everybody to remember, don't take it for granted. I mean, that was a great lesson for you to be like, you know what? What I have, I appreciate, and I'm absolutely. I'm, and, and the fact that you were able to share that is just awesome. So good job, Carissa. We're proud of you. Give Art an extra cookie tonight when you tuck
4: him into bed. Oh yes, absolutely. All right, girl. Talk to you
3: soon. Thank you for sharing your story, and uh, love you. Mean it. Talk to you soon.
0: Thanks. Bye bye. Well, next up, we have our holiday recipe of the week. We're doing this all the way through the holiday season, and we're getting the help of some of our friends and auditors and listeners to do this. And Flossie, I got to catch up with her last night. She had to work today. Some people have jobs, I guess. Um, and she is doing one of her family's famous recipes. Well, you all heard our next guest on Wednesday's show of last week, right before Thanksgiving. We played her Scooter song to open all of the songs and poems for the holiday season. Her name is Flossie, and she's here for another reason today. Hi, Flossie. Hey, Glenn. Very well sung, by the way. Scooter was so thrilled with his song. Oh,
5: well, thank you. Hey, I love Scooter. I like ponies. I'm a pony person.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I actually got out and drove him last week, so, or over the weekend, so that was fun. Got over the holiday. We got to go out and take a drive, and he was good. He has this thing occasionally that on the way home, if you take him out for any longer than he approves of, uh, on the way home in the trails, he just stops. And then you you think, <laughs> okay, was something wrong? Did he pull a muscle? Is something, nope, he's just saying, I'm done, I don't want to do this anymore, and has a little hissy fit. And then you have to tell him. Yeah,
5: Glenn, that's when you're supposed to
0: get out and pull him. Yeah, exactly. That's what he thinks. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> thinks that. So Jennifer has to come back, you know, and then get him to scoot along, and I have to get him to scoot along, and we have to keep him moving or he stops again. So uh, and there was nothing wrong with him. He just gets a pony attitude occasionally. And I figured out what it is, Flossie. I had interrupted his breakfast. He wasn't done with his breakfast yet when we went out. His breakfast hay was not completed, and that's a problem. So That'll yeah, do it. Yeah, yep, that, that'll
5: set him off.
0: That teaches me for getting out there too early. <laughs>
5: uh-huh.
0: All right, so let's clarify your recipe. This is a family recipe, but it's not one that you're going to make today and eat, to, or, eat or drink tomorrow.
5: Yeah, unfortunately, this is going to take uh, probably close to eight months to
0: make. <laughs> this is the longest recipe we have. Ever... <laughs> do I get a prize for Yeah, that? you probably do. <laughs> another entry to win a saddle. So, yay! <laughs> and by the way, we have another one of Flossie's songs that we're going to play too t- during the season. So, um, tell us about this recipe.
5: Okay, so my family on my dad's side, they're all Italian immigrants, and this is an Italian recipe that was passed down throughout the family. And uh, a second cousin of mine actually wrote it down and was the one that gave it to me. It's called limoncello, uh, it's basically a lemon flavored liqueur. So you get the sour from the lemon, the sweet. Uh, it's not quite alcoholic lemonade, it is a liqueur. There's a little bit more alcohol than. Uh, something like Mike's, but um, we like to have it at Christmas time when Thanksgiving, all the family gets together, and usually everybody you have dinner, have big bowls of pasta, and then everybody's so stuffed they can hardly move, so they sit around and have more dessert and have coffee and liqueur.
0: So, do and you, so you do have to mix <laughs> this. It's like a, it's almost syrup. Well, we'll go through the recipe, but you do mix it with something, or can you drink it straight up? <laughs>
5: Oh no, no! We drink it straight okay. up. Okay, and um, yeah, because the
0: yep. cure, I think, you know, mixing it. Yeah, you know, that's what I think of when you think of liqueurs.
5: Yeah, uh, you know, some people might, but in our family, I, I all I've ever done is drink it straight.
0: All right. So and you're not all out. You can get creative though. Just
5: no, no. Well, we're not. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> there is a hesitation glad? there. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, let's see the recipe. <laughs>
5: Okay. Okay. So the first thing you're going to want to do is, I think it's easiest to start off with a big old gallon pickle jar, because you want a jar that's going to give you room to work and space. So a pickle jar works well. And what you'll do is you're going to get... Eight to ten lemons, depending if they're the really tiny ones, you might want, you know, ten or eleven. But if they're those real big fat ones, you can do it with eight. And you're going to get like a vegetable peeler and peel the zest off that little yellow part on the outside of the rind and put that into your jar. And then you'll throw two vanilla beans in with it. And then you'll want to take a whole bottle of vodka or you can use moonshine, depending on what part of the country you're from. But You basically want um, a blank alcohol that's not flavored. Like You wouldn't want to pour whiskey because you don't want lemon whiskey. You just want uh, a plain
0: alcohol. Yeah, because vodka uh, kind of doesn't have a taste, right? um, Right. And there are lots of moonshines that are flavored now because I know I may have tasted a few dozen of them while while we were in the Smokies last time. But you want the plain straight up, no flavored.
5: Right, yeah, yeah, you don't want, the lemon is going to be your flavor, so you want it to be tasteless. And um, I also don't recommend using anything that came from a plastic bottle, but I don't know, maybe I'm just a snob.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I think for as long as this is going to sit, you would want to use a glass bottle.
5: Yeah, yeah. So all glass. Um but anyway, so you pour that in with your lemon rind and or your lemon zest and then your vanilla beans and you're gonna put it in the back of a dark cabinet and let it sit for six months. <laughs> and it's really important not to let it be somewhere in the light because that will affect the flavor.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
5: hmm So, yep, it'll sit for six months. This is the longest part. Um, now so if you look online, some recipes say to get it out and stir it. Uh, my family does not. They tend to just, they would put it in the cellar and forget
0: about it. You know, I picture your Italian family living in Italy with those dirt cellars they had, walking <laughs> down to the dirt cellar, and all these bottles are in the back corner with dust all over them. That's what I picture.
5: <laughs> well, when my grandparents came to Canada, they did. They built a cellar in their house, and it was in the basement, and it was their winemaking, save the preserves, limoncello room. Um, so yeah, it sits there. You can put it in your cellar or if you're in Florida, like me and you, Glenn, you just sit it in a cabinet okay. and let it sit. And after six months, you're going to get it out and, um, you you'll want to make the sugar syrup to go in. And I lost the actual paper. So I'm trying to remember what I did last time. I believe it's four cups of water to three cups of sugar. And, you know, some people like a more sweet liqueur than others. So if, somebody wants to add more sugar they can if somebody wants to cut back on the sugar they can I mean it's not the end of the world but I believe I use four cups of water to three cups of sugar and you boil that make the solution and let it cool down to room temperature
0: so you boil it what? Consi- how long and to what consistency it actually looks like syrup when you're done
5: yes okay. yes yes so you want to dissolve all that sugar into your water and you want a syrupy kind of mixture um, so you, when stir you stir that around, the whole
0: time, you... really. You 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 do have to stir that, or it gets stuck. Yeah.
5: Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You really do have to stir because you don't want the sugar to burn right, on, the on the bottom. You don't want it to get yeah. stuck. And um, yeah, I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, there's yeah. I've you, do, it you have done so it before. That's
0: why I knew because <laughs> <laughs> sugar will just burn to the bottom, oh. and you'll have a mess. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So as soon as. You know, that's all dissolved, and it's at a good syrupy consistency. You'll let it cool to about room temperature, and after it's lukewarm room temperature, you can pour it in your lemon mixture okay. and um, in the alcohol, and then you'll stir that up. And um, I go ahead. I still leave the lemon rinds and the vanilla bean in there and stir it up, and then you put it back in the dark cabinet and let it sit for another one to two months.
0: Oh, well, Okay.
5: Yeah. And so then after it sits in there with the syrup mixture, uh, another one to two months, uh, then you can pull it out and put it through a strainer and put it in the bottles. And, you know, if Jamie wants to give alcohol so that she's popular at the family get togethers <laughs> she can put it in pretty bottles <laughs> or, you know, you can just put it in a mace and jar I me, mean, you know, whatever floats your boat.
0: And you, and as you said, you just drink it straight. I guess you could mix it. I was trying to think of what you'd mix it with, but it's uh, liqueurs are meant for sipping anyway, so.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah, we usually, we just would put it in like a shop class and, you know, everybody would have like one or two alongside with their coffee and dessert. I
0: wonder if you could do this with other uh, things like strawberries or, I don't know, that'd be interesting. <sighs> You know,
5: you might can. I'm sure with any kind of citrus fruit, you yeah. know, just peeling that zest off the outer rind, it would work. Huh.
0: Interesting. Well, this is this is, this is is the longest recipe we've ever had. It's only going to take eight <laughs> months. So if you want it for Christmas next year, you better start in about April. Um, <laughs> but this also, I I would imagine, would be one that uh, would be really good in the winter. You know, I kind of look at this as a winter kind of thing. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is it's one of those it's good if you started in the spring or summer and then it's ready by about Christmas time, November.
0: Yeah. Very cool. All right. And and you have to drink it out of those tiny little glasses with the uh with handles. Uh little glass glasses with <laughs> handles, liqueur glasses. My mom had some of those. Yeah. Actually. Oh, really? Know. I don't know ever what happened to the little core glasses. They were the weirdest little things. They almost looked like little tea glasses, actually. Maybe they were tea glasses and she just lied. I don't know.
5: <laughs> you know, the world may never know. <laughs>
0: Well, this is a fascinating recipe. Thanks to your relatives from Italy for this one. We appreciate it. We are going to put the recipe in the show notes. So you can find it right there, and I'll also post it in the auditor room. And then the auditors, we'll, we'll ask them to put down their favorite uh, alcoholic brews. Uh, I think this might win the award for taking the longest, though. That's for sure. <laughs> thanks, Flossie. We appreciate it. And thanks for being an auditor. All right. Bye, Glenn. So we had another entry. This uh, is a different kind of entry in the Wintech saddle giveaway. This person, Alicia, sent in a, just just a message for us.
6: Hi, this is Alicia Kay. I'm coming to you from a very uncharacteristically cold and rainy Texas day, which you can, I'm sure you can hear the rain possibly. I just wanted to wish a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all the listeners and auditors from me, my dog Archer, my horse Mock, and all of my wonderful horse friends who help me with my addiction and keep me company and inspire me to do fun things. And I really enjoy horses in the morning. I love getting all my free stickers from KPP and learning about new products from other sponsors. And I'm totally entering to win the Wintech saddle. And I will work on a poem or song and do my very best. But anyway, happy holidays to everyone. And it's been really fun being an auditor for the first time this year. Bye!
0: Well, congratulations on being an auditor, and thank you for that, and thank you for your entry. She gets two entries because she sent in that voicemail, so you don't have to write a poem or song. You can just call us, and instead of getting one entry by registering on the website, you can get two by leaving us a voicemail. We like to hear from you guys. You hear from us every day. I know, like i'm tired from,
3: of me i'm yeah, tired of glenn exactly he hear you.
0: apparently all you hear on this show is jamie anyway um by the way uh just just because glenn
1: i Glenn and then jamie mostly jamie I listened did. to your show <laughs> since the first stable scoop amazed how you can go from grand Prix dressage to poop <laughs> i love so many hosts but i'll just name a few and if i skip your name it doesn't mean that i don't love you too oh glenn and jamie mostly jamie debbie and coach jen karen mary tammy strons let's hear that list again oh glenn and jamie mostly jamie debbie and coach jen karen mary tammy strons i thank you all my friends I love i'm gonna this. need that uh for my ringtone
0: and by the way let's give her credit again that was Amy Gilbert one of our auditors I believe and I gotta tell you she went back in history to pull Tammy Surrance out uh, you know because she did host uh, one day a month on this show a long time ago but that was eight years ago but she's been listening since the start of Staple Scoop there's a dedicated listener right there it's awesome she's been around since the beginning so have you completely decorated the house you're ready to go now for Christmas and um,
3: Man, you know, let hey? me tell what you know to be fair I bought a Christmas tree last year, like, after Christmas, because I'm tired. Of, I ha, I'm allergic to, like, regular trees, so I have to have an artificial tree. So I ha, I, I'm tired of I have artificial tree that, like, half the lights, the like lights on the end, you plug it in.
0: <laughs> yeah, we like, gave up on the lighted trees because of that. We threw one away this year, the same reason half the tree was unlit. Yeah.
3: yeah. And I'm like, and I'm Chad. T- why am I wrapping lights around a tree that has lights on it and then it looks stupid? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm buying a new one. And it we was like
0: too.
3: on clearance. Right. So I buy this tree and it comes in a box and we just put it away. And Chad got it out this weekend and he it brings it out.
0: Light. Oh, no. Tell me. It oh, didn't it lit light. up. Oh.
3: All three and a half feet of it light up.
0: Oh. You it is just. <laughs>
5: tree and I bought it and it's this like ridiculously tabletop.
3: tiny little tree and I was like, you know what? Screw it, it's our tree. We're Charlie Brown in it this year. <laughs> I was like, but all the lights work for like a minute, maybe at least until next Christmas. I don't know. I don't know about next year, but I did find out since then that like they never work for a long time. Oh, ever. Man,
0: ever. I mean we had the same problem this year. We had to go get a new one. We did buy a intentionally four foot tabletop tree though to put it on a tabletop.
3: No, uh, this thing is maybe But your house is
0: a little too big. For it's
3: it's it, it looks it looks silly. Um, Chad's like, oh, what a cute, tiny little tree you brought. I'm like, but I can't return it because I bought it last year and didn't even open it and just left it on the shelf. Like I was like, this is going to be our tree next year. And it lights up. Oh, three and a half, four feet of it.
0: <laughs> so, this is the first year we're in our new house for Christmas.
3: This is the first year I'm not going to have to use a ladder to put the star on top. See, <laughs> yeah, I was planning ahead. See, so what about your, your tree?
0: Well, Sorry. we had this year's, we have a new house, you know, so we haven't decorated this house at all ever before. So, we get out all the decorations. So, right? your lights
3: still aren't up from last year yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, we're, it's when you have all of your old stuff your old decorations, and trying to figure out where to put it in a new house is interesting. It took us a while. So we got that done, and it's the first time that it makes any sense at all, because we live in a neighborhood, for us to decorate the outside because oh. if we decorated the outside before nobody saw it but us so Same. yeah so we decor- I so i started decorating the outside now i my next ta- thing i have to tackle is we have two very nice palm trees in our front yard and everybody here decorates their palm trees so i'm trying to figure out how what is that movie the one where they did <sighs> the decorations what is the name uh, what, what, uh, the family, the not the Falkers, um, the, I forget, but anyway, National
3: Lampoons, yes, uh, yes, uh, I can't
0: remember Griswolds, what, Griswolds. I'm not gonna go all Griswold, so I'm trying to decide what I want to do with our palm tree. So,
3: okay, I, let I, me, let me, let me caution you about yes. the palm
0: tree thing. Yeah, okay, okay.
3: Right. So, I saw a photo that my sister in law showed me the other day of palm trees, and uh, what they had done is they had put lights on. The, the, the bottom, the the trunk, trunk. and then the like trunk above that is a little bigger than they put lights on that. And then, you know, all the palm fronds that come shooting out of the top, they had put on, and this thing was covered. And then when, when it lights up in the dark, it looks very, very inappropriate, (laughs) very inappropriate. (laughs) So let me just caution you. Maybe just on the
0: trunk. (laughs)
3: Maybe just maybe just
0: a trunk. Maybe just a trunk. I don't know, but I was like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) You know, I haven't seen any around here where they actually put lights on the top. It's usually Mm -hmm. the trunk. There's
3: a reason. There's a reason for that. So if you want to see what that is, did she realize that, Chris? She is, she, it wasn't hers. She just showed me the picture because we had palm trees in yeah, but Did you see
0: that or did only your dirty mind pick that up?
3: Oh, no. Everybody sees it. You can't <laughs> not see it. It is very, very clear <laughs> as to what it is. So if you want to know what that is, just Google Christmas light palm tree dirty. Uh, <laughs> not for children. <laughs>
0: Okay, so, I won't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> or maybe I should, just to piss off the neighbors. Oh, my maybe God. That'd be... that'd be
3: great. Please do it. That'd
0: I did try under. and find, because, because we live in a neighborhood, I thought, well, we could also be tacky, really tacky for the first time. Because when you live out by yourself, tacky doesn't even count, right? So uh, I wanted to get one of the great big Clydesdale horses. You know, mm-hmm. the blow-up ones? Because Jennifer's wanted a blow-up thing forever. And uh, I couldn't find one. I couldn't find one of the big, great big clients, so I'm going to have to order it. I,
3: I have know. a giant blow-up minion.
0: Do you really? <laughs> yeah, is it a Christmas it's, minion it's or just huge... a minion minion?
3: Well, I thought it was a Christmas minion because my brother gave it to me for Christmas. And last Christmas, I bring it out and it's a Halloween minion. <laughs> 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 I'm the worst at Christmas. Lucas is like, why don't we decorate? I'm like, because I can't. And I don't like tchotchkes everywhere. And like I just I can't. Oh, with all Lucas this stuff.
0: is probably really worried about how all his gifts are going to fit under the four-foot tree.
3: I'm telling you, I mean we were we were caught all the ornaments last night, and I was like, "We're gonna fit six. You have to pick six. <laughs> like, the whole box, like, like this thing is gonna tip over if you put all the ornaments on it. I'm sorry, honey. I didn't mean to.
0: Uh, ours is mostly decorated. Our house is mostly. About two years ago, we decided we were going to do the dollar store Christmas and be just for a joke. So we went to dollar store and bought all the decorations from the dollar store. Oh, that's and a great idea. We liked it so much. We, went, <laughs> we now kept the dollar store. It was a joke. We said, so "You don't
3: have to try to be tacky. You just
0: already are." <laughs> it was already there. It was already there. So yeah. So we just kept the dollar store decorations. We're still using them two years later. That's fantastic. It was during COVID, actually, that we bought the dollar store decorations. As a joke, we were like, this is a weird Christmas. Let's just get weirder. And uh, we it turns
3: it. out you're just weird. <laughs> we're just weird.
0: So we hope you all are having fun decorating your houses. And if you live in a neighborhood actually doing the outside, if you live on a farm, well... Why bother? Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs)
3: Apparently children like it, but I don't care enough. (laughs) Hey, uh,
0: are there first world problems? Maybe we should do those. We'll do those in the post show for the auditors.
3: We may have one or two.
0: Yeah, I thought so. Hey, this week on the schedule, tomorrow is Kayla is going to be here with her rider fitness episode that she does once a month. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, Apparently, Jamie needs to listen to this one.
3: I am the <laughs> poster child for needing rider fitness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think the professional riders that ride 10 horses and then take a couple days off are sore when they come back?
3: I don't know. They don't take days off, I don't think.
0: Yeah. And I then- just saw
3: a video of Boyd Martin doing indoor venting in Sweden. I'm like, what? why? <laughs> like, you don't do enough. Let's yeah. go to Sweden and do some indoor venting. I don't know why. It doesn't matter.
0: Awesome. And Wednesday, Friday, Jamie and I are going to be here. And on Thursday, we have the sidelines episode. So we have a full week planned for you this week. We hope you enjoy. Auditors hang on for the post show. All right, everybody. Spay, neuter, gel Woo! Get your entries in network.com. Click on the WinTech banner. We need more. Glenn
3: and Jamie,
6: mostly Jamie, all up it is Jamie.